Simmons. Is this the dagger? Besser scores. And Vladdy drills it to left field. Wilson is chased, throws it up for grabs. He's got McCann. What a play. What a goal. Hello everyone, welcome back to another episode of Live for Sports. My name is Nathan, joined once again for like the, I don't know, fifth time in the last like six episodes, I would probably call it. Joseph, welcome back. Yep. Hello, good to be back. How are you enjoying your uh, rainy day off? Uh, it's been okay. Trying to get some stuff for school done. Gonna yeah. be hectic with a short week, but... We'll see. I, I have barely tried for school stuff and uh, probably should have because I'm I'm looking at like story ideas for tomorrow and uh, nothing's really popping into my head. So I'm a little bit worried. Yeah, hopefully um they don't shoot my story idea down because otherwise I'm in big trouble. Mm, yeah. Anyways, we got a very, very jam packed episode that we have to get done. Um, so the first thing we're starting off with today will be the Drew Holiday trade. Then we will shift focus to the to our MLB playoffs prediction, mostly with an emphasis on the wild card round and focusing on that since that gets going. I guess this episode will be out tomorrow, so that will get going later today. And then we will wrap it up with the NHL Central Division prediction. That's Starting cool. off with Mr. Drew Holiday. He has been shipped out of Portland. Portland Trailblazers legend Drew Holiday has been shipped to uh, the Boston Celtics in exchange for Malcolm Brogdon, Robert Williams, uh, Golden State's first round pick next year, and Boston's 2029 unprotected first. Joseph, your first thoughts on the deal? Um, I think it's a good trade for both teams, although I think losing Robert Williams is going to be tough on Boston. They don't really have much of a rim protecting threat now. But Malcolm of course, of course, I guess it's still mm. wait till he gets hurt. Wait till he gets injured. Yeah. yeah. So that's going to be a problem. Malcolm Brogdon never fit in there. They have a proper point guard now. Like their first three of Holiday, Brown, and Tatum, I'd put that up with anyone else in the league. That's really good. Mm-hmm. And even though the Raptors, I don't expect them to do anything this year. Um, I'm kind of sad that it looks like Boston's going to be very good for a couple of years, at least, until one of Brown or Tatum asks out. Because there's always, feels like there's always rumors with them that one of them doesn't get along or that they're not meshing well together. But now they have a real point guard, a top-tier point guard, good defender, good passer. He can shoot. Good trade. They'll miss Robert Williams. The picks don't matter. They're in their window right now. And another pretty good trade for the Brad Stevens regime. I actually, I think we should get into us before we get to the MLB prediction is we're going to add in a Raptors subtopic. It will be very quick, I think, because I just want to get your, I want to ask a couple things to you. But so I'm actually not as high on the deal for Boston as others may be. Like, so they basically replaced, was it Rob Williams and um, but, 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 and Marcus Smart? for or they were and they were moved like four guys to get two i think um they had a very good rotation last year and it's i'm looking at it now and it's very shaky 
don't get me wrong, their top six might be the best out of like anyone else in the league. But you get past that, are you really going to trust Delano Benton as your like seventh man or no. Svil Mihailuk, I think, is on their roster? Yeah, a couple um, Raptor legends there, Nathan. I know. Um, actually, let me pull up the uh, Celtics roster. Uh, Luke, sharpshooter. I was looking at it earlier. So yeah, are you going to trust on Delano Benton, O'Shea Brissett, J.D. Davidson, Sam Hauser, Luke Cornett, Svima Luke, Peyton Pritchard? Hey, Luke Cornett was pretty good for a while. For like maybe Mar Stevens, like other than outside of Derek White, Tatum, Brown, Horford, Porzingis. And holiday now, it's a lot of door they like they're really banking on these guys to be good. And can you can you bank on six guys in the playoffs? Sure. Is it going to result in the best results? I'm not sold on that idea. Um, they are incredibly thin in the front court now. They don't have a room protector, and Porzingis is going to be injured. Everyone knows that he always gets hurt, right? Eventually, this season, he's going to get hurt. Horford, getting up there in age as well. He's really old. He's got to yeah. be, what, 37, 38 by now? Yeah. He's old. Yeah. He's still playing productive basketball, but you know. eventually it's going to slow down, right? You can't rely on that. Um, I'm personally very worried for when they play a team like the Bucks or the Sixers in the playoffs because they don't have a big man, I would really say, to guard Mr. Joel Embiid or Giannis or Brook Lopez is there around still in – Milwaukee. Okay, we're not getting to the playoffs though, Joseph. That's the thing. <laughs> Maybe the play in. Yeah, that's that's generous, even too, I think. Um so I'm a little worried on Boston's end of the deal. I and I'll shift over to Portland's um shot side now. Um so the overall package they've received for Dame was Malcolm Brogdon, Robert Williams, DeAndre Ayton, that Kamara guy, Camap Camara. I think I don't know how to say it. Uh, three first and two pick swaps. That's a very solid return for a franchise guy. Yep. And they don't need like some young guard in replace for him. No, because they already have Scoot Henderson. They already have Anthony Simons. They already have Shaden Sharps around. Like they're, they're core set there. So I like the idea of getting some like young-ish guys to fill in around them in Aiden and Rob Williams in the front court. Um, I would say the only thing I, I guess... I don't like about it is they lacked getting like a true young guy to fit in with that like top prospect that could fit in with them um, with their three guards. But I mean, I guess they're hoping it's Aiton there or a certain British basketball player that may be disgruntled British. Yes. Who going by the name of Ogugwa Ananobi. Oh, uh, We'll see. We'll see. We'll get into that in a sec. Um, so, yeah, I mean, three quality roster players, three first and two pick swaps, that's pretty solid return for a franchise yep. player. So, I, I, if I, personally, my grades, um, I give it the Celtics a B minus and the Blazers a B plus. Sure. That's fair. Uh, Blazers have a bright future. Shaden Sharp, Anthony Simons, Scoot Henderson, Malcolm Brogdon can be a nice stopgap until they draft or bringing in another um, good player. Uh, DeAndre Ayton, he's got a lot of talent. We'll see what happens. We know Portland's not a destination of free agency, so they have to draft well and they have to trade well. And they did that, I think. Oh, hold, so sorry. On my, I just got a notification on my phone. So I was actually very curious what the the 
uh, ratings would be for Sunday Night Football since Taylor Swift was in attendance and it was the Chiefs and yeah. you know she had Ryan Reynolds and Hugh Jackman was there and Ryan Blake Reynolds. Lively. Yeah, the it drew in twenty seven million viewers. It's the most watched Sunday show since uh, the Super Bowl. Yeah, I mean the Swifties they come out in big numbers. Four hundred percent increase in Travis Kelsey jerseys. Although um, I'm not in Deion Sanders, I could go with a bit less coverage. Uh, I think the coverage, like, it's annoying, but it's expected. You have the biggest, like, music star on the planet, probably, I would call her. Along, would, or, or like, the biggest, not maybe the biggest music star, but, like, has the biggest fan base. Yeah, the biggest entertainer. You a Swifty, Nathan? Um, not real, like, kind of. Is your sister a Swifty? My sister is a Swifty. Yeah, got a favorite song? Does she or do I? Or do you? I I don't know your sister very well, so do you have a favorite song? I don't know what her. I'm going to judge song. you. Um, you know, I when I'm at the bars, I really get into some. If like love story starts oh, yeah. playing, I I, white I can girl get music? into that. Yeah, I can get into. I like some my white girl stories. music. Personally, style is up there for me. That's a good one. Style. You never go out of style. That one, I see. Okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. Awesome. Uh, so the Toronto Raptors, I want so there's I'll get into this once I do the NBA season preview with once I get my buddies on again. Um because one's a Raptors fan. So I'm this Raptors team is weird, man. This is weird, this whole situation. Yeah. So we'll start with what Bobby Webster said today. I saw a quote saying the package they offered for Dame was the biggest package they've ever offered in a deal which is just a lie which is a lie considering the reports were saying they didn't make og available for trade they didn't make siakam available for trade by the sounds of it and scotty barnes was told they're like to be untouchable so what did they offer that would make this the biggest deal i just i can't see what it would be trent dick draft picks that's what it had would have had to have been and probably like Boucher for salary. Sure. Or Otto like, Porter or something. I don't know. Look, Masai and Bobby will always have a special place in my sporting heart for 2019. And they're the best executives Canada has had since 1993. And they'll always have me in their corner for the most part. They're losing me, Nathan. They're losing me. They, they have are a little no bit. direction. No they need direction. to pick. They are going to finish. Get Gary Trent's a free agent after this year? Nope, they signed him. I... Nope, player option. Did he so, opt in? Yeah, so that's I thought they signed option. him. Nope, player hmm. option. He opted into that deal. OG Ananobi's a free agent after this year. He's declining his option. And Pascal Siakam's a free agent. You can argue those are our three best players, I would say. I put Trent out ahead of Barnes for now. I did. Barnes, is, Barnes reminded me a lot of Alec Manoa in his sophomore season. Kind of just a complete fall off. Even uh, I wouldn't like, call it a fall off. He well, just yeah, didn't really like, take that leap. Yeah, like he didn't meet expectations. We'll say. You're, like I, they I, have no. I I mean I hope like I like Dennis Schroeder, but he shouldn't be starting on a good team. I mean they'll make the play in, get destroyed, pick 14th in the draft, and will and round and round they go. Like mm-hmm. and then Siakam will probably get disgruntled and ask for a trade. We know Ananobi's never happy. And Gary Trent, I like him, but he can't be anything more than like a number four on a good team. And that's pushing it. That is pushing it. Yeah. So 
no direction yet again. And I mean, of course, it's very early for Grady Dick, but like, what's what's he going to be like? Kyle Korver? Like, he's not going to be a. He's star not going to be a star. I don't think so. So, No. Like, this team's it's like last year really pissed me off. They let Fred go for nothing. Everyone saw it coming, and they just didn't bother. They were they made a they made a win now move by trading for Pirtle. Yeah, who I like Jakob Pirtle, but he's like the what the eleventh best center in the league. Like he's not, he's not, does he move? He moves the needle, but he's definitely not elite. Mm-mm. He's a good player. He's not the problem. Like at least they have a real center now, which bugged me for years when they didn't have a proper center after Ibaka and Gasol left. But this is, this is frustrating. Like this team, there's no direction. They're going to lose players in free agency like they always do. And those crossing their fingers, hoping they can sign a big free agent. Their biggest free agent signing of all time is Otto Porter Jr. Mm-hmm. Like they're never going to sign a big free agent unless they can. Or is it Dennis? Finish. Is it Dennis Schroeder now? I guess technically you could say that. Like honestly, it's like him, Porter, and Damari Carroll, who I've tried to erase from my memory. Let's see. Schroeder like, is making thirteen. Yeah. Otto Porter think, is making six, so it'll be Schroeder. Well, in terms of like, Otto Porter was hyped pretty heavily last year. I, I yeah. Found. Yeah, and Damari Carroll was supposed to be the LeBron stopper, and we all know how that went. <laughs> but, but there's there's no direction, and I'm sorry, but Shea Gilgis Alexander, in all likelihood, is not coming. No, God but no. Oklahoma has an excellent future. Toronto is going to be finishing 24th in the league for the next six years, probably. If we were getting Shea Gilgis, we'd have to give Siakam and Scotty yep. Barnes. He's that good. Yep. I mean, there's. I'm just not happy with the last couple seasons. I don't find they have any direction. We'll see what this new coach brings. I thought Nick Nurse, you, he lost the room and he lost the media. You have to have at least one. He lost both. And now Masai is losing losing the fan base a mm-hmm. little bit to an extent. Like He deserves, because of what he's done, he deserves patience, Masai. But it seems like he's not asleep at the wheel, but he's kind of going through paralysis by analysis. Like they... they won't do anything. They didn't trade. They were in on Durant. Didn't trade him. Good move. I was fine. They didn't do that. I, I don't want a prima donna on our team. There was the Dame stuff. I mean, what are we doing here? We're just. It feels like we're just waiting for the next big trade, and it hasn't happened yet. Which seems like they're just trying to wait on Giannis, if anything. But now Giannis looks. That's not happening. Thing. So like, That's not happening. He'll go to what? Miami if he's going anywhere. Uh, is he? No, would he? Is he buddies with Jimmy? He's got he's got look, Giannis can't complain about shit anymore. He's got his buddy Middleton, and he's got one of the best point guards in the league. And he's got Bobby Portis, who's pretty good. Burke Lopez. Burke Lopez still there. He's got he's not dealing with Budenholzer's crap anymore. He's got a new coach. So he's got nothing to complain about. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm just sick of the Raptors staying in this just weird phase they're in. They have two cores. At the same time, but they won't pick which core they're rolling with. It's either I don't even... what's the second core? Well, it's like either pick a to build around Scotty okay. and deal Siakam and maybe OG too, because OG does he really fit Scotty's timeline? Not, mm, not really. I don't even find that Barnes is going to be a player you can build around. I think he's a two or a three. Last season was really. I think, he, I think he's a, a two, but I, I think he's a two, but I think you can still build around him. Maybe. He's like a, I don't think he's going to be a number one on a championship team, but he can be like that guy who like can put up 20, but still plays really solid defense. 
I think, I think his ceiling is below that. Siakam's ceiling. I would agree. Yeah, like and I, I think he can be a two. Oh, that's that's my take for him. Like he can just be a really good. You need a like they need a shoot first guy beside him. Yep. So Lillard, Lillard would have been perfect. Yeah, exactly. Um. I, yeah, it's just like they're stuck picking between Scotty or Siakam, and it's like just pick one. Like Siakam, Siakam and Scotty clearly don't play well beside each other. I don't think their fits are just too. No, neither. Their game styles are too similar. Well, Siakam can shoot a little bit. But he can shoot a bit better than Scotty, but like there's yeah, you know, like thirty two percent, like not particularly anything special. Like unless you're playing Barnes a point guard, which I'd rather not do, it doesn't work. And you fill the two and the three with shooters. Trent can shoot, Ananobi can shoot, but when you only have two out of five positions, because um, uh, Barnes isn't a shooter and Pirtle's never going to be a shooter, mm-hmm. you can't. And only Schroeder can't shoot, block. really. No, but he doesn't need to. Like if if you're playing Barnes at the one, you have Schroeder coming off the bench. It's not enough shooting. From what it sounds like, their starting lineup is going to be. It's going to be Schroeder. Schroeder, Scotty, OG, Siakam, Pirtle. Not bad, but I mean, that's pretty good, but there's one good shooter in that lineup, Mm -hmm. and it's Adenobi, who runs hot and cold and is constantly disgruntled, so. That will take me to the next topic. Adenobi, the report was he's not signing extension next summer. What do you do with him? Because you can't let him walk for nothing. This isn't a surprise. He's been rumored to be traded for years. Yeah. Years. Like, I remember the Portland stuff last year, for I think it was the either the seventh or eighth pick in the draft a couple years ago. Yeah, last year. Um, I think Ananobi's 26 or 27. I like Ananobi. I'm thankful for his performance in the bubble playoffs. But I'm kind of surprised why we're so loyal to him. He wasn't really part of the championship team. No, he he wasn't didn't play at all in the playoffs. I know he didn't. Yeah, he, he played on the regular season. Mm-hmm. But he didn't play on that team. He's not a superstar. Yes, he has a unique skill set. He can shoot and he's an excellent defender. But... Uh, he's he's not anything more than a three. And he's always complaining about something, I find. He's always complaining about his role. He complained under Nurse. He complained under Dwayne Casey. And we'll see how he does with Darko. But Ananobi, it's not worth the trouble. And he's getting older. He's probably going to want... He's coming off, I want to say, like a four-year, $70 million deal, I want to say. Probably going to want close to a max. Yeah, I mean, and sorry, you don't deserve a max, Ananobi. You don't. I'd give him four by 100 maximum. That's 25 a year. I'd go 30 a year, probably. I wouldn't. He hasn't won anything as a, uh-huh. as, a, as a real player. The last time Ananobi has been a contributing player on a very good team was 2020, which is coming up on four years ago. He hasn't proven that him and Siakam and Fred, like the three of them didn't work together. It just didn't work. Now, I know they didn't have a proper center for years, and the supporting cast was crap. But I just don't realize, I just don't understand why we're being so loyal to Ananobi. You be loyal to Siakam, you be loyal to Fred. Ananobi, in my opinion, hasn't earned that kind of loyalty. A little bit. Um, You can't, like, the reported offers some of these teams were, like, offering, where it'd be like, I know, was it Memphis, I think, was wanting either OG or Mikhail Bridges and were willing to give up, like, four first-round picks on the trade deadline last year? I'd take that. I would take that in a heartbeat. Sure, we would have had Dylan Brooks coming the other way, but we would have four first-round picks. 
You just don't sign him. He was a free agent. You deal uh, with his shit for the three months or whatever it would have been, and you, you just let him go, or you do a signing trade. They they better get this right and trade him, and hopefully some team is willing to overpay for three and D services. And Look, that's like we know first. we know Masai. Now that Dame got three verse, he's probably his value is probably back down to like two. Yeah, we know Masai isn't going anywhere, and I'm not saying he should go anywhere. But if he can't, if he lets another star player walk for nothing. No, I realize there's two oh, that are that could walk for nothing. I know, but if you even even one, even one, if he lets go, I don't think that's good. I realize Kawhi was out of his hands, mm-hmm. but it was him, Danny Green, who was still useful when he left. I'm counting Kyle Lowry because Precious Achua isn't anything special. And we have to deal with Goran Dragic for three months. Like Fred Van Vliet, we lost for nothing. Everyone saw that coming. You can't lose Ananobi and Trent. For nothing, I don't think they'll lose. And, and, nothing. I think I don't think that's going to happen. They're either going to trade him or he'll resign. They lose if they lose Siakam for nothing. It's almost a fireable offense. It is a fireable offense. They won't. He's they too won't. special to the to the organization. You fire Webster if that happens. Yeah. So, all right. Um, I think that kind of wraps up my Raptors talk. Let's go on to the MLB He's playoffs. Been- Oh, I'm, Do, I'm so looking forward to this, Nathan. Are we starting with Jay's Twins, or are we going elsewhere first? Hell yeah, we're starting with Jay's Twins. Okay, so we will start with Jay's Twins. So game one is pretty... Well, Gosman has been announced. I don't know if Minnesota's announced their game one starter. But Pablo it was, Lopez. It was projected to be Lopez, yeah. So. It is. Well, projected, okay. It's going to be Pablo Lopez. Yeah, and then game two is either Barrios or Bassett. We still don't know versus... Bassett's Sunny. my guess. I would go with Bassett as well, but it also throws off the rotation a little bit, so I'm a little worried in that regard. I'm even now saying that I think it'll be Bassett. I'd almost prefer Barrios. Bassett has given up 28 home runs this year. And the twins have a lot of power. So but we'll get into that. Wait, Barrios has given up 28 Bassett. Bassett. So you want Barrios? I'd probably prefer Barrios. Okay. Less variance. Barrios or and or Bassett versus Sonny Gray. And then game three will most likely be Barrios or Bassett versus uh Joe Ryan, if it gets there, yeah, this is going to be a fun series. I think I'm looking so too. forward to it. Someone's um, going to win a playoff game. True, like yeah, <laughs> through teams who have had pretty bad routes, I would say Jays haven't won since 2015. Minnesota 16. has lost like, sorry, 2016. Uh, Minnesota hasn't won since in like 18 games. I think it is 2004. Yeah, so. Yeah. Um, if I'm giving a starting pitching advantage, it's really tough to say because Lopez and Gray are nasty. It's the Twins. Really? Yeah, they've roughed up Gosman this year. Uh, and, I... and Pablo Lopez is exactly the kind of hitter that the Jays can't hit. Doesn't Pitcher. give up any home runs. High fastball, which we know Chapman, Varsho, Guerrero, Belt can't hit. Lots of ground balls, lots of strikeouts. That's concerning. Sonny Gray is one of my most underrated pitchers probably in the past decade. He's really good. He's got a really good ERA. Mm-hmm. And with Bassett, who I think they'll go with, gives up a lot of home runs. There's a lot of variance in Chris Bassett's game. Like either he goes seven innings, six hits, and two runs, or he goes four innings, 14 hits, and eight runs. Like mm-hmm. I could see that going off the rails for Bassett. And Joe Burrios is probably better than Joe Ryan, so he give the number three game to the Blue Jays. But, I. I lean Gosman as a better 
pitcher than Lopez, but Lopez yeah. might have the advantage, like in just match lineup wise. Um, Barrios or Bassett is worse than Sonny Gray, and they're both worse than Lopez, I will say. And then, but I think both of them might have over Joe Ryan. So it's kind of, it's almost like a 50 50 split, if you ask me. Yeah. Um, this series, this is who I wanted. I wanted the Twins. Mm-hmm. Even though I could, you could most definitely argue that right this second, the Twins are better than the Rays. You can argue that because with the, with the injuries and the other stuff, Wander Franco situation that the Rays are dealing with, this you can most definitely argue that the Rays may have been a better matchup. But I'm sorry, I I didn't want to go to the Trop under any circumstances. No, any circumstance they can't win there, and they wouldn't have won. I'm sorry, they wouldn't have won. And with the Twins, they get to play outdoors. There's going to be some probably some Manitobans crossing the border. Mm-hmm. It's going to be nice and sunny outdoor playoff baseball. They're playing a little later in the day because if they played the Rays, they'd probably get the 10, 10 o'clock Pacific start time. Um, I, The ballpark in Minnesota is way nicer than the one in the Trop. We know the Jays can't play there. Mm-hmm. And I'm I'm just looking forward to the series. I'm, I'm really looking forward to it. If you had to give a bullpen advantage, I think we'd both go Blue Jays here, correct? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Out, other than Duran in the Twins bullpen, I don't really yeah. trust any of their arms. And Duran's expected ERA is way higher than what his actual ERA is. So Yeah, and I'm operating under the assumption that Hicks is going to close. Um, I, I think, think it, I think it I mean, honestly is matchup-wise. Yeah. I think if it's like the heart of the order, they'll go to Hicks. But if it's kind of just like seven, eight, nine, or six, seven, eight, something like that, then I think they'd give it to Romano. Yeah, I mean, I think they want Hicks head. against their the heart of their yeah, yeah. lineup. So here's the thing with the Twins: they don't have any superstars in their lineup. Correa has you been say, this year. Yeah, you could say Correa has been a superstar in the past, and he's hurt. He's got plantar fasciitis. Mm-hmm. We don't know if he's going to be ready. Royce Lewis, who was excellent in the limited time he played. We don't know if he's going to play. I read today that he hasn't ran at 100%. He has leg I, issues. I saw a tweet saying he he says he'll be ready to go tomorrow. Yeah, so he'll probably play. And we all know Byron Buxton's one swing away from an IL stint, mm-hmm. right? And Max Kepler, I mean, he's nothing special. Ryan Jeffers is a good catcher. He's I wouldn't say he's top tier. He's got a lot of power. He's pretty weak defensively. The twin Hori Polanco is a good player. Like honestly, like if Vlad can play at his best, he's better than any of their any of their hitters. Or Bo. Or George. My hitting, I give it's weird. I get I said twins, but if yeah, the twins so aren't well. healthy, then I go to the Jays. But at the same time, the Jays have just been like their lineup no. just pisses me off this year so yeah. much. So uh, I can't in good conscience give the Jays hitting advantage, even though I think they have better players. I, 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 I do that. too. I just think they're underperforming and I would take twins if they're healthy over them. If yeah. the twins are missing a guy or two, then probably take the Jays, I would think. But depends who they're missing as well. Because my most likely would be Correa and uh, uh, what's his name? Uh, 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 Royce Lewis, sorry. Blanking. Yeah, so want to do a lineup projection? Yeah, I guess we could. Okay, I'm going to put mine into the chat. So get ready for this. This is going to be so uncontroversial and boring. Okay. Uh, leading off, playing right field, I have George Springer. 
Easy. Right. Second, designated hitter, Brandon Belt. I think they've moved on from Bo in the second position. That's a good idea. Belt has a way higher on-base percentage, and I don't trust Bo not to swing at first pitcher ground into a double play, like he's done many times. Speaking of double plays, batting third, I have Vladimir Guerrero Jr. Mm-hmm. He needs to get his shit together. There's no excuses. The slate, the slate is clean. We need 2021 Vlad right now. You've had a couple of days off. Your knee should be healthy by now. Mm-hmm. You're playing in warm weather, just like you like it in the Dominican. It's going to be uh, nice. Is no, no, no. Warm? It's going to be 85 degrees Fahrenheit. Actually? Um, yeah, it's, Minnesota's having a really warm fall. Oof. So there's no, there's no excuses for Vlad. He's got to get his swing decisions under control. He has, he has to get the ball off the ground. Mm-hmm. He can't. He, I mean, he just, he just can't. He, he, he needs it off the ground. Batting fourth, Bo Bichette. Bo, just control what you swing at. Do your opposite field singles to right field. That's fine. Just be selective. It's a small sample size. Anything can happen. We need you to hit the ball and continue your strides defensively. I've been very happy with that. Okay, top four, looking pretty good. Ready for a drop-off? Yeah. Batting fifth, second base, Kevin Biggio. Yep, I'm not thr- right even, though, even though Kevin Biggio has been very good lately, I still don't fully trust him with his bat. Take your walks, get your hits, bat your 230, play good defense. I still don't want him batting fifth. It's because of Chapman, Barsho, and Kirk's disappointment this season that he has to bat fifth. So that's disappointing. Sixth, in all likelihood, in my opinion, is Alejandro Kirk. He can't, like, unlike, unlike Vlad, who can beat out the occasional double play, Kirk's not beating out any double play. So he needs to get the ball in the air. But he's a good pitch framer. He works well with Gosman. He's underrated defensively. Um, he's going to be fine. So that's six. So three more spots. We now have to fill left field, center field, and third base. Batting seventh, I have Kevin Kiermaier, mm. not Matt Chapman. Kevin Kiermaier has been pretty decent with the bat this year. I think he's um, performed above expectations in that regard. And he's been pretty good lately, which you can't say about Matt Chapman. Mm-hmm. Batting eighth, third base, I got Matt Chapman. Excellent defensively, atrocious offense. Hopefully he's had a couple of days off to recharge his batteries. With him, you just got to hope for good defense and keep the strikeouts down. Chapman, this is probably his last month as a Blue Jay. Hopefully it's a good one. And batting ninth, Dalton Varsho. So Varsho, you have in the lineup, he's left-handed. He's superb defensively. It's a it's a crime if he doesn't win the gold glove in left. Uh, he, I don't think he's going to because he splits time between in left and center. You, you can and almost that's gonna... argue with him he's a better center field to Ricky Mark. Almost. Yeah, like I, I, he should win a gold glove, but he probably won't just because he's split time there and his like defensive run save is going to yeah. be lower. In yeah, yeah. Lot. He's a great base runner. He can. He has a bit of power. He's been much better lately. And with Varsho, one thing I like about Don, about having Varsho in the lineup over someone say Merrifield, say they're playing a tough lefty late in the game, you yank him and you put David Schneider in the lineup, and then you roll with. Probably Webb Merrifield as a defensive replacement. Or even Cam Eden. Cam Eden might come in as a replacement. Mm-hmm. So that's my lineup. Big drop off after the top four. You're going to have to get a couple unexpected heroes. Varsho, Kirk, Biggio are my X factors. I think the only thing I would potentially change with your lineup would be I feel like they're going to play Chapman over Kirk. 
I, 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 but maybe not, maybe. Um, and then I would flip Varsho and Kiermaier. That's me personally. I think just Kiermaier has done really well in the nine spot this year. I think they want to keep it that way. I would think they want to space out Biggio and Varsho as far as they can, being two lefties. Uh, five, five and seven. I don't know. I know there's Kirk in between, but Kirk's a double play waiting to happen. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, your prediction. Your prediction. I have the Minnesota Twins in three games. Oh. Um. Home field advantage is going to be important here. Mm-hmm. And Minnesota's a big ballpark, right? Mm-hmm. So Blue Jays, they struggle with hitting. They've Their playoff performance since the ALDS against Texas has been terrible. They got their asses kicked by the Rays, and then they got humiliated by Seattle. I hope they win. I truly do. This is the series I wanted, and it better be close. Otherwise, by Schneider, by Act. By please, please, Guillermo. No matter what, unless they win the World Series, and or they win a couple rounds with good offense, every hitting coach needs to go. But it, it's gonna be it's gonna be really hard to beat the Twins. Like this is what I wanted. I didn't want to play the Rays, but that's not me saying we should be taking the Twins lightly. It's gonna be very very tough to beat them. They have good pitching, a better offense. Their bullpen's pretty good, and if Buxton's in the outfield, their outfield defense isn't as good as ours. But it's not that far Buxton off. Buxton normally DHs. I know, know, but if he is if he is in the outfield at his best, healthy, that gives Kiermaier a run for his money. I am picking the Jays in three games. Um, I think they're going to take game one with Gosman on the mound. Uh, one thing about the Twins is they are like one of the worst teams when facing a splitter. Like they are terrible when a pitcher has a splitter in their arsenal. They can't That's hit funny. it. That's funny because they've done really well against Gosman this year. He's, they have seven runs off of him in 10 innings. Yeah, so I wonder if Gosman's just been throwing a bunch of fastballs and it just hasn't been working. Because they kill the fastball, but they suck against splitters and they suck against curveballs. So I have them taking game one with him on the mound. Although I'm very so- scared of Lopez. Um, I yeah, think, I think... Probably, I, they'll probably drop the second one. Um, I don't know who you'd go if it was Burial Shabazzard. And then um, that will be a close one. And then I think Jays take it. I I, I don't think Minnesota's built, pitching is built for three games, to be honest. You know what's kind of funny? I have the opposite on all three games. I have them <laughs> losing the first game, winning the second, and losing the third. Interesting. Um, Yeah, I just don't think Minnesota's pitching is built for three games, to be honest. Yeah. Maybe. We'll see. It's going to be Rays, a fun series. Rays versus Rangers. Yeah, this is probably the closest series in terms of most evenly matched, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Um, I hate both these teams. If they could both lose, that would be nice. Mm-hmm. But the Rays are very beat up. They have lost a lot of talent to injuries. And I think the Rangers have a better pitching staff. I think they have better hitting. They're not, they don't have a better bullpen. But I think eventually... The Rays bullshit doesn't necessarily work in small sample size. We saw that against Cleveland last year when they lost, and they the Texas offense is a juggernaut. It's a juggernaut. Mm-hmm. They can't. They don't have the power firepower to match them. The only way I can see them win, them beating the Rangers if it's a low scoring series and they pile on the Texas bullpen, 
which I don't think it'll be a low-scoring series. I think it'll be a high-scoring series. If they had Glasnow and Baz, it might be a difference, but they don't. So, wait, got the they, Rangers. They don't have Glasnow? Oh, sorry, sorry, they do have Glasnow. I'm thinking of McClanahan. Oh, they, sorry, you yeah. scared me for a second. They, sorry, they do have Glasnow. If if they don't have McClanahan and if ah if they had McClanahan and Baz, it would be different. They don't. This series is going to go. Uh, it's going to be a three-game series with the Texas Rangers winning. Okay. Game one uh, starting pitching is projected to be Montgomery versus Glasnow. Game two is Avaldi versus Eiflin, I would assume. Yeah. And then game three is either Martin Perez, Dane Dunning, or Andrew Heaney versus Andrew Savali. Not John Gray? Is he injured? He's injured. Okay. Um. Starting pitching, I'm sorry, I give it to the Rays here. I'd rather have Glasnow than anyone in their the Rangers arsenal, and I think Eiflin's really solid, and Savali has been good since he came over from the Guardians. Um, bullpen, I also give it to the Rays because the yep. Rangers' bullpen is catch Terrible. it. Yeah. It's 2021 Blue Jays level. And Rangers hitting, obviously, I'm taking that, but because um, that's like a historically good lineup. Um, but I think one thing... Uh, the Rangers are coming in pretty slow. They dropped three of four to Seattle. And yeah, Seattle was fighting for a playoff spot. But the last game, they should have won. And they lost one nothing. Their offense got shut out to Seattle in a game that meant nothing to Seattle. Um, yep. They lost the division because of this. And I honestly think it's going to come back to bite them because you could have had a bye and then be waiting on either it would have been Houston, Toronto, or Minnesota, however it played out. Um, but now you get the the Rays, and then if you somehow win this, you go play the Orioles. And I don't like it for them. No, I don't have anyone in this, in the teams we've covered, being better than the Orioles. I am very, very worried for the Rangers pitching. Rays in two. Interesting. Mm-hmm. One thing I didn't mention was, I mean, the trop, right? Like, the Rays have their little trop voodoo that they put on everyone, and I could see... I could definitely see the Rangers bullpen blowing it for them. I'm just thinking their offensive talent is going to be enough to overcome that. All right. We now move on to the Diamondbacks versus the Brewers. This one's pretty lopsided for me. Is it? Is it? Okay. Yeah. I got the Brewers in two. Okay. I like the Brewers. I like what they've done. Kind of the last ride, I think, for um a lot of this core. Because David Stearns left. He was the architect of the team. He's going to the Mets. I think Craig Council's in the last year of his contract. So he might go to the Mets. They probably don't want to play pay Corbin Burns. No, we well, we know they don't. They did it in arbitration very reluctantly. Mm-hmm. But for this season, I just like them more than what the uh, Diamondbacks had. Like the Diamondbacks are playing a pitcher I've never heard of. Uh, fast or whatever. Bad. Fast. What the heck is a bad? Is that a disease? Yeah, he's like, in game one because I've never heard of this guy. Who is this bad guy? I'm gonna look. I'm clicking on his page right now. He, he started. Brandon, get... I'm just gonna call him Brandon. All right, Brandon. He's 24. He's got a 5.72 ERA. Okay, but. That's a, that's a little misleading because I think since August 1st, it's down towards like 430, but that oh. also includes like two blow-up games. So it hasn't been... Got, 
on the 22nd against the Yankees, he got lit up five earned and four innings. Mm-hmm. Come on, it's the Yankees, man. Anyway, Burns is better. Was it in New York? Uh, was it in New York? Yeah, it was in New York. There you go. So, okay, that's part of it. But yeah, this guy, never heard of him in my life. I just like their pitching. I like Willie Adamas. I like Willie, or I like, um, what's his name? Christian Yelich, even yeah, though he's, he's not back. what he was. He's back a little bit. I think Rowdy Telez is a good player. Carlos Santana is good depth. Sal Freelich, I really want to see Josh Donaldson do well, even though he's nowhere near the player he used to be. Did, did, um, hold on, hold on, hold on. Did you hear that Rowdy Telez interview when he was on? Yeah, that's nothing. That's Are nothing. You, I, it sounds like Donaldson's not liked at all in that clubhouse. Well, at least from Rowdy's perspective, because he's just like. I think it's nothing. He knows Rowdy. They know each other. They were, I know they didn't play together, but they were in spring training. Like, I, know, but, I know, but like, if you, Rowdy was like, dude, when you know someone, you come up and like, I don't know, you say, hey, how's it going or whatever, and, and he <laughs> fat shamed him. I think he's screwing around with the media a little I bit. think he's screwing all around a little bit, but I think in the back of his mind, too, at the same time, he's like, fuck this guy, I hate him. Maybe. Hmm. But uh, Diamondbacks, this is, their, this is not their year. Yet, I like what they have though. I like Corbin Carroll. I like Cattell Marte. I think Gabriel Moreno, unfortunately, is going to be very good. So, not this year. This is going to be a two-game sweep. The Brewers have the experience advantage over the Diamondbacks, and I think the Brewers have a really good chance of winning the World Series. Whoa, that's bold. Uh, so game one, yeah, it's like Faft versus uh Burns. That's a mismatch and a half. Burns is, they're going to take that one. Then you have Gallen, who's been probably the second best pitcher in the NL. Yeah. I'm not sure why he's not starting game one, honestly. They're doing huh? the Blue Jays 2020 strategy, I guess. Oh, no. Well, Gallen pitched this weekend. That's why Faft is going. Right, 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 right. So he needs his rest. So, yeah, Gallen versus Woodruff, and then Kelly versus Peralta. Brewers take starting pitching advantage for me just because Faft is there. Although Gallon and Kelly are very solid. Gall- Who's winning the NL Cy Young this year? I'm blanking. It's no, it's Snell. Right. Sorry. Yeah. Um, relief pitching goes to the Brewers, in my opinion. Way better bullpen. Yeah. Hitting goes to Diamondbacks, although neither team is that good of has a, of a lineup, in my opinion. Um, this is going to be. A really low scoring series, I think, with lots of pitching and defense. Um, my Brewers overall three starters are better, but I said don't sleep on Gallon and Kelly. Like they are good. Um, I don't think they're taking game one, but I think it's going three. And one like weird thing I'm gonna say, I guess. The, the Diamondbacks are like really good on the base paths. They are, yeah. And I think that's going to matter in a playoff series. It I'm could. taking, I'm taking the upset. D backs in three. Damn, we're we're we are opposites today. Yep. Uh, yeah. I mean, they could, they could. This this Diamondbacks team hate to be that guy, but they remind me a lot of the 2020 Blue Jays. Mm-hmm. Uh, young rising core, 
with suspect pitching and a suspect bullpen. Hey, I mean, they're no, they're start. They're two starters. Are sick. Sorry, but this bedded guy isn't isn't winning. Baff sucks, but Gallon and then and then Gallon and Kelly and Gallon and Kelly. Of, you're putting a lot of eggs into your Zach Gallon basket, and they put. Remember, the Blue Jays put all their eggs into their Ryu basket, who was great in that regular season, and he got lit up. So I think we're all we're all gonna see what this young core is made of. You said they're good on the base paths. You have to get on. You have to hit to get on base. And I think Corbin Burns is going to have a really good, really good game. I don't and, think they're winning game one. I think they're taking two in yeah. a row after that. Yeah, maybe. I mean, this Brewers team's pretty experienced. They've been here before, mm-hmm. so we'll see. Brewers in two. Marlins versus Phillies. Probably the most. Um, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh probably the most lopsided. No, the most. Not unpredictable, but a lot of shit could happen in this series, mm-hmm. I find. There's a lot of variance here because Jesus Lazardo is going to start game one for the Marlins against Zach Wheeler. Mm-hmm. Lazardo is a good pitcher. So is Wheeler. I expect um, this to be a good matchup. We know Bryce Harper isn't healthy. Mm-hmm. We know Kyle Schwarber strikes out a ton. And in a small sample size game like this is going to be, it's going to be hard on him. We also know that Nick Castellanos is up and down offensively. And we know that Alec Bohm is a weird-ass player who's either really good or really bad. So I think I think this is going to be a Phillies win. It's just not going to be comfortable. Okay. It's probably going to go three games, in my opinion. And their star power is going to take them over the top. It's going to be three games. But the two wins aren't going to be close. Okay. In my, in my opinion. Because Miami's got some fun players. They got Luis Arise. They got Jorge Soler. Jazz Chisholm. Yep, Jazz Chisholm. I guess he's finally back to being fully healthy. Mm-hmm. Um they've they got a bright future, the Marlins. Now it's up to we'll see if ownership spends on anything, which not likely. But we'll see. They got a bright future if they can handle it correctly, because I really like their pitchers. And that's with Al Alcantara hurt right now and not very good this year compared to last year. Yeah. Uh yeah, so game one is Lazardo versus Wheeler, most likely. Game two is uh Garrett versus Nola. And game three is Cabrera versus Suarez. Starting pitcher advantage I give to the Phillies, probably. Even though Nola hasn't been very good this year, I just like their experience better. And Wheeler's sick. Suarez is solid too. Uh, relief pitching goes to the Marlins, though their bullpen is very good. And hitting, though, I give to the Phillies. Marlins' offense is pretty bad. Yeah, this um, is not their year. Marlins, like my prediction is like so. The Marlins hardly ever make the playoffs, but like when they do, they do well. They do well. They've won two World Series in three trips, and they won a series in twenty twenty. Was it the last time they made 2020. it? I think they beat the Cubs, the Cubs. I want to say. Yeah. Cubs, yeah. Um, they have an insane one-run ball game record this year. Like, I think it's like 35 and 16. Yeah. Um, so if they sneak, if they keep games close, it could be a sneaky upset. But I don't buy it. I think the Phillies have too much firepower offensively and they have too much star power. Um, I think they're going to get out in front early and like, 
uh, in the games, and the Marlins' offense just won't keep up, I think. So I'm taking Phillies in two. And they're going to be hungry, the Phillies, after coming up close to a really good Astros team. Yeah. But besides a couple of games, that series was pretty close. So mm-hmm. I, I'm not going to count them out. I'll never count out Bryce Harper. And Philly, know. Philly gets wild for playoff yeah. sports. Oh, it's like their fan base this year. Like I saw that like a thirty percent increase in attendance. Which and Philly, you know, their fans are pretty passionate. So mm-hmm. they're going to be. It's going to be interesting to see how full the Miami. Bill. Actually, no, because it's I'm only going to be in Philadelphia. That's one thing I don't like about this format is it's. Um, I think it's three. All three games are in one building. I don't like that. Yeah, I think it should be. Two and then one. No, no, no. It should alternate. It should alternate. You can't alternate though, because that's too much travel. And well, then make time. it best of five. I think they go should just go games. back to one game format. I love the one game no, format. I don't. I don't it's like, not. I don't like it's it. not a wild card round anymore, though. The wild card was one game. This isn't like change the name if anything. Then, yeah, call it, call it the play in round. No, I don't like plans. Uh, it it's it's hard. Because the one game, I have nothing but good memories with one game wildcard rounds. Yep. But if I was an Orioles fan or like any other team that spent 162 games to lose in one game, like one game, literally anything could happen. Me and you could hit a bomb in one pitch if it was a, pis- if it was a position player. Hey, dude, I'm like, not hitting a bomb. Let's be real. Also, a position player, maybe. I could put one in the gap, maybe. Hard, but that'd be hey, you give me You give me a 35 mile an hour EFIS and I'm playing at like Yankee Stadium. I'm going to right field. You're not. It's, it's I'm sorry. You're not. You're yes, not. Yes, I am. You should have seen me in my prime. Nathan. But hey, maybe maybe if I'm playing like polo grounds or something. I don't know. Mm. But I the I like the three games. They should adjust it a little bit. I know with pitching and baseball, it's it's hard to do seven game series because there's only so many pitches people can throw. But in a perfect world where that didn't matter, I'd go five game wild card. Everything else is seven games. Fair, but that's not gonna happen. Uh so my divisional round matchups would be in that. At, after my predictions would be Jays, Astros, Rays, Orioles, Diamondbacks, Dodgers, Phillies versus Braves. Yeah, can I put that in the chat so I have it in out in front of me uh, so I don't have to do much thinking? Yeah, give me a second. Yeah, like, I'll start with Jay's Astro. Astros. Okay. Um, If that happens, well, actually, I don't have the Jays against the Astros. Yeah. I have Twins Astros. But uh, if it was if it was Jay's Astros, I think we're in consensus here. They'd lose. Uh, yes, but I have it closer. And uh, uh, Phillies... Yeah, like there it can chat. Yeah, so there it is. Okay, so um how how should we do this? I'll just go with I'll just go with mine and then we can discuss and then we can do yours. Okay. So if it is twins, Astros, we'll just be quick. We'll go rapid fire with this. Yeah, I don't want to go too in depth yeah, yeah. because these aren't confirmed. Okay. okay. If it was me, which it which it is, Astros over twins, Orioles over Rangers. Uh, you have the Diamondbacks, right? Um, do I have the Phil? Who's playing the Diamondbacks again? Hold on. It'd be Dodgers. Yeah, hold on. 
Yes, Dodgers over Braves or not Braves. Um, Dodgers over Brewers, Brewers, and then Phillies over Braves. Ooh, they're going to go hot again. Uh, so I would have in this scenario, Astros over Jays in five. I think uh Houston isn't like this juggernaut like they've been in the past. Like they're they're flawed this year. But I just trust them to get it done in the playoffs more. Um, I'd take Rays in four over the Orioles. I would take Dodgers in three versus the Diamondbacks. And the Braves to beat the Phillies in five. Okay. So that would leave. All right. So your ALCS is Orioles and Astros. That'll be fun. Mine is Rays versus Astros. Orioles, Astros, boys. It's it's Oriole time. This is this is the year to make the World Series for the for the Orioles. Wow. This this is the year. I really it pains me because this is a rebuild done right. You lose a shit ton of games and you draft well, and boy have they ever drafted well. Gunnar Henderson, Adley Rutschman. Uh, they have Jackson Holiday on the way out. Jackson Holiday on the way. They drafted Ryan Mountcastle. They developed Anthony Sandanter from nothing. They got Grayson Rodriguez in the in the rotation. We'll see how healthy John Means is. Man, it's gonna be fun. I know Felix Bautista isn't able to play, but they still have Cionel Perez. Got a good bullpen. They're young. They're healthy. They're hungry. Oriole time. That's coming out of the AL. Uh, I think. Just for me, I why well, I have them losing to the Rays. I just think the Rays experience gets it done. I think the Orioles are uh, next year. I think might be that could be my pick next year, especially when they get Jackson Holiday. Like that guy is going to be a freak. So, um, that's why I have the Orioles losing in the DS, and then I am predicting the Astros to get back. I hate it, but I just trust that they're going to get it done. They are my pick out of the AL. And then I have Braves Dodgers in the CS, which is like what everyone wants because that would be just star-studded. You know, ratings would probably go crazy for MLB. Um, I am taking the Braves in seven games in that series. Yep, okay. And then your World Series. And then who, actually, let's hear your NL first. Yeah, I got the Dodgers. They're, uh-huh. they're stacked. Are stacked. Dodgers really, versus Orioles would be something. Yeah. Not many people, well, a lot of people might have projected the Dodgers, but not many would have projected the Orioles. Mm-hmm. So, Orioles, Dodgers in the World Series. I have the Dodgers of Los Angeles winning. Um, they got more experience. They got Freeman. They got Betts. They got the fresh Prince of Bel Air behind the plate. It's it's gonna be it's gonna be fun. It's gonna be a fun series, even though they probably won't have Julio Urias. Is my assumption. Yeah. Uh, what's um, going to be fun? Uh, Dodgers in six games. I So I have Braves versus, Dod- Braves versus Astros Sorry, in my World Series, a rematch of 2021. Uh, really fun series, I think. Braves pitching does worry me at times, but that offense is just like so special that I don't think it would really matter. And can the Astros offense keep pace? I don't really think so, 
Braves in five. I think, like I like I said, the Astros aren't unbeatable this year. They have their flaws, unlike previous years where you know they're they're just bound for the World Series or Championship Series. Last year, like I, it was just like, oh, whoever wins Jays Mariners, you're getting bounced in the next round. <laughs> yeah, I don't think that's the case as much this year. No, but this is a. I'm really looking forward to this playoffs. Mm-hmm. Postseason, as the baseball purists say. Yes, but I'm looking forward to it. Uh, it's been a. It's been a hard year to watch it, the Blue Jays, personally. And I'm so, excited to see if they can wipe, wipe the slate clean. We have three different series then. So because we have so we all both had the Phillies getting through, and then I we the other three series we have uh mis, mismatched geshes. So do we place a little uh friendly, friendly bet, wager friendly bet on this? On which one? Uh so Jays the the three series other than the Phillies one, because we have different picks in those. Okay, I don't want to bet against the Jays because I still want them to win. So, what's a good one? Want to go Diamondbacks Brewers? Well, that's just such a mismatch because <laughs> the Diamondbacks are the yeah. underdog in that. So, if anything, okay. it would be Rays Rangers. Would be the no, I fucking hate the Rangers though. I can't. No. I can't cheer for the Rangers. That's why we got to go all three then. Because okay, it's like because because so it's like you don't want to pick the Jays. I don't really want to pick the Diamondbacks, but I'm just picking the upset, and then. What do you want to go? Twenty bucks. Ooh, twenty bucks. Uh, a too high or too low? Yeah. No, we can do twenty bucks. Sure. Okay. Virtual shake. Twenty bucks. Whoever. Okay, on my three, excluding the Jays. Well, no, the Jays is part of it. No, it's not. I thought it was the three excluding the Jays. No, 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 no. Sorry, sorry. <laughs> Hold on. Okay. It's the Jays are part of it because we both have the Phillies getting through. Okay, what are how about we just go? Okay, you had the Rays going through, right? Yes. Okay, I let's do that one Rays, Rangers, and then Brewers, Diamondbacks. But then we're only doing two. What if there's a tie? Then we'll have to do some other kind of voodoo shit that will cross when we get there. I don't want to cheer against the Blue Jays. I okay. want to get some money. Okay, fine. We'll just do those two, and if it's a tie, it's, okay, we'll it's... we'll work this out at a later date, and maybe it only the... only works if someone goes two and zero. Oh. If not, then if it's a split, then it's moot point. Yeah, we'll see. Okay, we shall see. NHL Central Division preview. We will. Go through this division like we have in the past two episodes, or this division, yeah, like we have done the other two divisions in the past two episodes. Starting off with number eight, Joseph, who is your number eight? One second. Okay, hold on. Got my book. Get my teams out in front of me. Okay, Central, probably the most boring division in hockey, if you ask me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Maybe okay. the Pacific, to be honest, but. Okay, this is kind of interesting because I don't know how good um a couple of these teams are going to be. Yeah. But I'm going to say in dead last, I have the Arizona Coyotes, not mm. the Chicago Blackhawks. Okay. Because I'm expecting Arizona to be hardcore sellers at the trade deadline like they always are. Here's some of the players they signed to a one-year deal in the offseason. Jason Zucker, Nick Bukestad, Alex Kerfoot. Zach Sanford, Matt Dumba, Troy Stetcher, Travis Dermott. I expect at least four of those players to be traded at the deadline 
which will make them significantly worse. And also, th this building shit, like how much is that going to weigh on them during the season playing it in, frankly, financial standards, a shithole. Like we know the players don't like playing. Batman can say, oh, it's hunky dory all he wants. It's not. I mean, it's not an NHL facility. It's, mm -hmm. it's the shits. Like, it's time. It's time to move on from Arizona. It's probably not going to happen, at least for another couple of years, unless they can get Houston going right now. Unless they can get good. But they Houston. don't. They don't even want to go to Houston as a relocation. They want them as expansion. It sounds like. Well, they want expansion. Period. They'd rather not relocate anybody. Yeah. Because they you know why? Because expansion money. I heard Makes floated. Not sure this is going to happen. But I heard it floated like it's $2 billion is the expansion price tag. Mm -hmm. Probably won't be that high. You know why the owners love expansion so much? Because they get money. Because Yeah, well, because of the money. But but why? You got to dig deeper here. You split what? it 32 ways, and you don't have to share it with the players. The, they do not have to share expansion money with the National Hockey League players. That's why they like it. Mm -hmm. That's why they've done it twice in, I guess it would be what, seven years? Uh, 2017, right? 2017, 18 to yeah, 20, so six years, 21, 22. Yeah. Yeah. So they did it twice in seven years. They like it. Arizona. I'd like to see you move to Salt Lake City. I'd prefer them over. Uh, it would have been five years. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah. No, Sorry. <laughs> but it, it, I think Salt Lake City would be a great place for a team. And we all know if they leave, they're coming back in a couple of years. Via Along with the Thrashers, which would be kind of cool because I love their jerseys. The blue ones, not the maroon ones or whatever mm -hmm. they wore. But yeah, eighth place, another shitty season. Be fun to see what Logan Cooley can do. In uh, my eighth spot, I have Chicago. Um, uh, first line of Hall, Bedard, Athens, and you, if it actually sticks, that's going to be really fun. Like Bedard is, Bedard is so hard to project what he's going to do because I think, like, I keep thinking he's going to be okay. Rookies, you know, they struggle a little bit. Low 70s. That's what. My march, and then I'm seeing these highlights of preseason. It's like, okay, oh, yeah. he's maybe now, maybe now he's mid, like mid seventies, mid mid to low seventies. And then I've seen this highlight of him absolutely walking Simon Ivetson the other night. Ivetson, how do you say it? And yeah. now it's like, okay, maybe he's up to six seventy six, seventy seven. You know, mid to high. And now it's like, holy shit, is he gonna get eighty? Like, I, I, is he gonna be point per game? I do not know. Um, personally, I'm gonna. Like that, that line is going to be good. I'll say that. And but other than that, their forward court sucks. It's terrible. It's yeah, really bad. It's bad. Unless Lucas Reichel is going to be good at like actually take a step. But if not, ugh, it's bad. Um, the defense even worse. Horrid. It's horrid. It's terrible. It might be the worst in the league, to be honest. If, um, yeah, it's bad. It's it's really bad. Um, and their goaltending is probably the worst tandem in the league. That's also true. It, like it's it's bad there right now. Um, like Bedard is going to be good, but he's not saving this team right away. Like they, they're going to be in the running for the top pick yeah. again this year. And that's probably expect, where they should be. They, it's probably I, a good thing for them. Yeah. I, I agree with all those points. I expect Chicago to be last in the division for most of the year. And then Arizona is going to tank a thon and that's going to send them low. Okay. Who's, so your seven is Chicago, I would assume. Oh yeah, 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 for sure. All the reasons you said, I think Bedard, I think Bedard's got a shot at a point per game. If he plays full season. I, yeah, like it's it's crazy. He, like there, he is, you could almost, I'm not going to say it for sure. You could almost say he's better than McDavid at that age. I He was, I, I consider him a better prospect than McDavid. I don't. I, I, I consider him a better prospect than McDavid. It's close. It's close. Because 
no one yeah you can bring up Burray or Lemieux no one has skated the way McDavid has skated ever in my opinion yeah there's a lot of people with good wrist shots now Bedard's got a special wrist shot but with new technology I could see that maybe being equal to or maybe even eclipsed hey you never know I don't think anyone will ever skate the way McDavid skates probably not I mean I don't know I don't know skating mechanics very well Mm -hmm. but yeah Chicago Going to be a good year. I like that they brought in some real NHL players to play with Bedard. Taylor Hall, get your 50 to 55 points. Maybe rebuild your value in a couple of years if you play on a real team. Uh, I like bringing in Felino and Perry. Those are some good, good veteran leaders. Um, Felino doesn't have a cup, but Perry does. So they're going to be able to give him good experience. They're also tough. You need to have, when you're going to be a shit team with a really good player, they're going to go after Bedard like they went after Crosby when he was young. You have to have people to, you know, same, as, same as McDavid when he got hurt his first year. Yeah, because who – like, they didn't really have anyone because Lucic was the year after. Even though that play – I don't think that play was dirty, personally. He was just an accident, like the collarbone play. Yeah, who who injured It was him? Brandon Manning. Right. And then that fucking Peter Shirelli traded for him a couple seasons later. And even <laughs> after McDavid said he thought it was on purpose, which rare McDavid out. That wasn't on purpose. That was just a free play. Uh, but, yeah. I like Ryan Donato. They signed him. I thought he was pretty good in Seattle last couple of years. He'll provide good depth. And Lucas Reichel uh, had a nice start to his career in Chicago last year. So their team on the upswing, terrible defense. Like the Hockey News has Jared Tenority as their number three defenseman. Mm-hmm. And then Nikita Zaitsev is next. Good luck on the Nikita Zaitsev <laughs> experience in Chicago. My God. How did I've I know never, you were going to bring that? I've never seen anyone be a worse puck handler at the NHL level besides like maybe – like Cody Cece or Ryan Reeves, like he's so bad. And Peter Morazic, I mean, if he gets above an 890 save percentage, I'll be shocked. Yeah. Especially with the defense like in front of him, it's going to be bad. Um, My seven is, this is actually a really like wild card division for me, besides the top three. Um, I actually have the Winnipeg Jets as my number seven. Really? Yes. Um, Jets as your six? Hmm? The Jets has your six or seven? Seven. Huh. I yeah. Um, like they should be higher, but I think they're gonna underperform, and I think they're gonna blow it up at the deadline. I think Shifley will be moved. I think Hellebuck's gonna get moved. Um, their forward car is very strong. I'll give that, but Dubois losing Dubois is gonna hurt it. But Iafalo and Velarde are good replacement players for him. Their defense is still and always will be the question with this team. Like Morrissey was really good last year, but. Is he? That was only a one. That was a one-year fluke. Maybe not fluke, but it's his first time doing it. Like he's got to do it again for me to believe it. Um, and the rest of it is pretty worrisome for me. Like Neil Pionk, is he really that good? Eh. I like Pionk. Yeah. Is Nate Schmidt really that good? Probably yeah. not. Dylan Demello. I like Demello. He was good in Ottawa. Another mm-hmm. stupid trade. And yeah, it's clear Hellbuck doesn't want to resign there. So no, he's he's like, not. Like, why, if you're hovering around the wild card, why keep them around to push for a wild card? Deal them, don't lose them for nothing. So, yep. Um, and he did carry them again last year. So, if and I just remember the year before that, he wasn't very good. Look what happened. They weren't very good. So, if he's not very good this year, they're not going to be good. So, uh, and just to be honest, their locker room just it seems kind of out of whack, like with bonus around. Or maybe it was um, De- like Wheeler that was the problem. I think I don't that know. was a Wheeler thing. 
Although bonus didn't help when he stripped him of the captaincy. Yeah. But so that room that room was broken before bonus got there. Because Paul Maurice walked away walked away, remember? He was just done. Yeah. So I, I think that's more of a Wheeler thing. Yeah, I don't know if it's bonus or if it's well, like a Wheeler, you know, Shifley, that kind of core is the problem. So it'll be interesting to see what happens, but I think Shifley and Hellbuck are dealt at the deadline and the Jets fall off in the second half of the year and finish 17th division. Yeah. Um, I could see the Jets being really good or really bad because mm-hmm. you never know. Maybe they have a really hot start to the year. Hellbuck carries them and their buyers at the deadline and they say, fuck it, let's go. Like, mm-hmm. Maybe. I Maybe. think they're my they're my just they're my team to underperform this year. Yeah, um, I could see that. Number six for you. Okay, number six. I have the Nashville Predators. Okay. Um, this is kind of a weirdly built team, in my opinion. Um, they got some good players. Like I like Ryan O'Reilly. I like UC Soros. Uh, we all know how good Roman EOC is. Mm-hmm. But this is a team. It's weird. It's like it's like they started a rebuild, but then we're like, ah, maybe we can still be good. Because they got rid of Johansson. They got rid of Duchesne. Um, and they brought in O'Reilly and Nyquist. Yeah. Like, I would say Duchesne and maybe not Johansson, but Duchesne, I think, is better than O'Reilly. And uh, I, would say, close. I would say Johansson is better than Nyquist. Like, are you guys rebuilding? Are you going for a run? Because you brought in Luke Shen on a three-year deal. I think they gave him a no, on a no-trade clause. Like, yeah. Is that a is that um is that a good idea? Like I don't know. Like what are what are we trying to do here? Like are we? Because I think Soros is a free agent after this year. Are you going no, one? Did, they, didn't they sign him? No, no. I'm thinking Sorokin. No. Um. Like what are um, what are we what are we what are we doing here? Let me are check. We, it's like they're trying to retool on on the front on the fly. That's, in my opinion, not a particularly good idea. So I would have just rebuilt. I would have just torn it down. Maybe you keep Yossi around because he's your captain. But I don't know. Soros, 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 Soros is has two years left on his deal. Okay, two years left. Yeah. My bad. But yeah, like like, are you? Is that your window? Maybe that's their window. Maybe they just want. Maybe they're going two years. They'll bring O'Reilly in for. I think they signed him to a three-year or four-year deal, one of the two. And like, okay, we have two years to make a run. After that, we're tearing it down. Like, maybe that makes sense. I don't know, but I don't think this team is very good, guys. We have uh, some breaking news in the MLB. Uh, Paul, Phil, or sorry, Phil Nevin is out in Anaheim as the Angels manager as well. Yeah, no shit. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't Maybe say the owner his, need to go first. But. I wouldn't say it's his fault, but yeah. I mean, God, I mean, how did they not trade him, Otani? Yeah, uh, like, like now they have the egg on their face, and they're gonna lose the art. Well, I don't think it's arguably the best player ever in terms mm-hmm. of talent ever, they're and they're the gonna lose the. I think Trout's requesting out too, and Trout, I love the guy. He's on the decline. He's just, yeah, he's getting injured. Yeah, he's gonna request out. He's gonna be like, "I'm not sticking around here." And then you're gonna be left with Anthony Rendon and his 50 games a year. 
50 games of being absolute ass. <laughs> like, he's he's terrible. Yeah. And his attitude is so bad. Like, Really? Like, I just so never hear from them anymore. He's always so hurt that he's never around. Yeah, he goes, you know what he does? He goes and sees the media in town and is like, after they get their asses kicked, which is often, he's like, no Ablo Ingles and leaves. Like, he's hilarious. Like, Wait, he does does he not? That's what he, he that's what he did this year. Doesn't he? I know that, but he says he's bilingual. He he goes oh. he goes I no have blue angles and dips. Like like what the hell? <laughs> All right. My number six team, I have the St. Louis Blues. Um they're kind of just stuck in no man's land right now. They're in a weird spot, like where it's like you got the young guys and Thomas and Kairou coming in, but then they still like are fiddling around with these like 2019 players that won them the cup um they were bad last year but then they added in the offseason but it wasn't really a big name they added other than kevin hayes like it was kind of just like a mid move in my opinion yeah um, like it, it was it was really it was weird direction that they took their forward core is still pretty good i'll give it that um but their bottom line really really worries me it's it's bad yeah the blues the blues Speaking of the Blues here while we're on their topic, I actually like what they did. They're kind of retooling on the fly. Like, they still have a couple of really good players. Mm-hmm. Like, Bucinavich is really good. Robert Thomas, Brand, or not Brandon Saad, Braden Shen, Jordan Cairo. I'm expecting Pareko to bounce back. Falcon Kruger is still pretty good. They brought in G- Jacob Varana. I mean, that's a real wild yeah. card. He could easily score 30 goals for that team mm-hmm. and with the proper role. And um, really, with, with the Blues for me, can Jordan Bennington just shut the fuck up and do what he did in 2019, where he had the where he was arrogant but not cocky, or maybe cocky not arrogant? I don't know, one of the two. But like he can be a, a jerk and he can be, oh, I'm not nervous or do I look nervous or whatever he wants to say. But on the ice, he just needs to bear down because we all know he's a good goalie or he can be a good goalie. Like he just just get it together, man. Like come on, come on. Their their defense is like all right for me. It's nothing too great, but it's nothing too bad. Uh, I'm I'm terrified for the goaltending though. Bennington like Bennington to me seems like he's yeah, one it's, it's major temper tantrum away from being out of the league. Yes, I could see a very different scenario here. Let me to each other, but I could see like a Colin Kaepernick scenario where where they collude to keep him out. Very different scenario, very different reasons, obviously. Mm-hmm. But we all know the owners colluded to keep Kaepernick out. I could definitely see people colluding to get to keep Bennington out. Mm-hmm. Kind of like kind of like Dylan Brooks almost, where probably about 25 of the 30 teams hate him, but there's a couple that really like him. Yeah. That I could see happening with Bennington. Um and like Joel Hofer behind him. Is he gonna yeah. be that good? Mm-hmm. He was really good at the World Juniors a few years ago. Yeah, but Seems too early. Um, they might come close to the last wild card spot in the end, but they're gonna come up short, in my opinion, and maybe a little shorter than people might have them. That's just my pick. Um, do you want to do your fifth team quick, or yeah, should we, quick. or should we move over to the next one? I'll be quick. I got the Jets. Okay. Um, lots of variants could be really good and go on a run. Could also tear it down. Um, I feel bad for Jets fans. They deserve more. Um, I think it's time for Kevin Day off to be put out to pasture. He's been around for now 12 years. Yeah, it's too it's long. Time to, it's time for a reboot for the Jets. 
So I hope fans, when they eventually do rebuild, still come out to the to the arena. Because if not, all... they're going to have to get relocated. Well, not not they're going to have to, but they might. I I think I think they're fine enough. They just they. I remember Batman, the very first press conference. I was ten years old when they moved, and I remember even even in my mind it stuck out to me then. Batman sniveling up there like, the the building has to be packed for this to work out. You better show up. You, I remember thinking like this is supposed to be a happy day, and you're whining about this about sellouts. Like we all know, Batman's not thrilled that they're back. So I hope I really hope fans turn up because it can't be like an Ottawa situation where. We all know they have a good fan base, but they were so tired of all the shit that they stopped showing up, right? Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. I'd like to see the Jets do well. I like their team. I like Shifley. I like Ehlers. I like Connor. So, we'll see. All right. My number five team. This might be my hottest take of all, but I have the Arizona Coyotes. Hmm. I, yeah, I, I was thinking, like, when is this going to happen? Mm-hmm. I think they're going to start to you're going to see the growth from them this year like it's going to happen sometime right oh yeah um the forward car is starting to come along keller carries their top line obviously and then it could be a really really fun second line with cooley and genther on their second line and then they don't even have terrible depth on the bottom lines like it's not that bad it's just they're all on one-year deals yeah sure right and maybe they they definitely need some defensemen to come through the pipeline. Like Dumba's gonna be a good trade deadline asset. I really like the Jersey acquisition. So do I. Um but Troy Stetcher's playing like fifth their fifth defenseman right now. Isn't that funny how up in arms Canucks fans were about losing Stetcher? Like I remember it was like a whole thing. How, how do we dare lose Troy Stetcher? Oh no. Well, it's just because he's a hometown like- kid, like who cares? My God. So was Jake Vertan. No one cared when we got rid of him. Well, because he was a rapist. Well, unproven. Like, well, okay. yeah, we we don't know. I mean, something happened. Yeah. Well, I, I think the sex happened. I think that was, um. I don't think that was ever disputed. I just think it was just in nature. Um, But yeah, uh, and then he's been on like four different teams, Troy Stature. I really like Sean Dersey. Uh, I think he's really good. I think he's got a potential to be their best defenseman this mm-hmm. year. I don't think Matt Dumba is anything special anymore. No. But yeah, um, I could I could see them being sixth is the highest I put. Okay, uh, I can, they got Vamelka in that too, and yeah, we'll see how he does. He's a pretty solid starter. Um, Connor Ingram is also there; he's a capable backup for them. Um, yeah, and I, yeah, I just think like you got to start to show improvement sometime, and there's no like real legit number one prospect to tank for this year, like. You got Celebrini, but is he? He's not Bedard level, obviously. No one's Bedard level, but is he really like a Jack Hughes level either? No, not really. he's like a. I, from what I've gathered, he's like a Heischer. Yeah, and like it's like you got Iserman down there too. Um, there's another guy. Like it's like a three man race right now. No one knows who's no going to go number one. It's Celebrini right now, but it could change. It's not a set thing. Yeah, it could be. There's this Russian kid, Demidov. I've been hearing about. He's supposed mm-hmm. to be pretty good. Um, but yeah, they need to start being good because if they want to stay in Arizona, they got to do that. And so yeah. we'll see. And we'll see how Clayton Keller feels. Mm-hmm. So you're right. number, f- yeah, number four. Your number, your number four is St. Louis. I'm gonna presume. Is it St. Louis? Uh, yeah, it's St. Louis. We kind of talked about St. Louis. 
They've got a lot of good players. I could see them squeaking into the playoffs, maybe. I like their moves. they got some high-end talents. It's just with Jordan Bennington, I have no clue what he's going to be. Mm-hmm. He's going to be either really good or absolute ass. And if he's absolute ass, they're sunk. Right? Like, they could finish seventh in the division if Bennington's terrible. I don't think yeah. that'll happen, but it could. And who knows? Maybe maybe it's going to be dawn of a new year as soon for the Blues. Maybe they're going to shift from retool into rebuild. Mm-hmm. I see the kind of going kind of like Canuck territory in a few years where they have a couple really good youngish players, but no depth and bad defense. Yeah. I like that comparison a little bit. Or for the Blues. Pretty simple. Do you have them in the playoffs? Or is it five team Pacific? Um, I think I have five team Pacific. Okay. Yeah, I do. I also have five team Pacific. I have Nashville in my four spot here. Um, I'll just touch on, I guess you already said, but like, it, yeah, it was just a weird direction took them by them. Like they paid $4 million for Johansson to get out of town just to not sign Galchenyuk, but nobody wants Galchenyuk, right? So, and then you offloaded, you bought out Duchesne, even though Duchesne's still a capable player. Like, it's not like he was bad. Like he's still good, but it's just like, they just wanted him out of town. Um, and then they just re-signed Ryan O'Reilly. Like, it didn't make a lot of sense to me. Or re-signed, sorry, just brought in O'Reilly. You paid, what was it, like $8 million to get two guys out of town just to bring in a guy for $4 million, was it? Four and a half? Yeah, something like that. Yeah, so pretty weird to me. Uh, the forward court really doesn't look that impressive, but the, I think everyone was saying that last year when they sold, and then down the stretch, they played really well. And... So it's going to be interesting to see. And they keep in mind, they played really well, and Yossi was out like the final 10 games of the year, and they almost got in. Um, They honestly still have a really good defensive unit, though. Like, it's still very impressive back there. Yossi, Shen now, uh, Barry, McDonough, Dante Fabro, and then their sixth is, I can't name it off the top of my head. Here I come to but say that's still a really good defense core, if you ask me. Um, little Shen signing isn't going to age well, but it's probably going to be fine for the first year. Yeah, fine for a year or two. Yeah, and that's all that really matters. That's the window. Mm-hmm. Um, still have Vesna Canada and Soros. He's they rely on him all the time, and fair enough, he's really good. A and very, a very rare goalie who is short that good. teams love mm-hmm. because you know teams are terrified of anyone under six feet in yeah. that. I think he's five eleven. Five eleven. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's, I mean, they're really just banking on good defense and good goaltending, I think. And that's kind of been national formula for years now though. So I could see it working out, um, Lincoln behind them in net decent backup. And they still have Askarov in the shadows, probably wanting to steal that backup job at some point this, this year. He's the future. Yeah. He's probably post sorrows. I would think that's their plan with him. Unless they want to re-sign Soros and deal Askarov. Because there was talks about Askarov traded the deadline. Or the That's draft, right. sorry. That's right. With Montreal, I think. Uh, yeah. They'll be uh, right in contention until the end for me. But too weird of, a, weird of a spot right now. They need some more offensive firepower um, before they get in. But does it come through the youth that they're bringing up? Or is it a free agency or a trade move? I do not know. We will find out. Uh, your three spot. 
I think we're both probably going to be the same here. Minnesota? Minnesota, yeah. Yep. Fun team. I think they could be – if they can – if Philip Grubauer – or not Philip Grubauer. If Philip Gustafson can continue his really good play last year, I think they could um, they could maybe even win a round. You never know. Kirill Kaprizov is one of the best left wingers in the league. Zuccarello and Boldy are really good on the right side. And I think Joel Eriksson-Eck is really underrated. They need one more really good center. Problem is they have no cap space for it. So being uh, next very... next year next year they're out of their cap hell though, aren't they? It's either next year or the year after. But they they got well they need Rossi to be good this year. That's what needs to Yes, happen. that is true. Like they have I would say like if I was them, I'd start them on the third line with power mm-hmm. play time. Like you got Erickson Eck and Hartman as your number one and two. And ideally by the end of the year, Rossi's your number two. Yeah. So that'll be good. I like their defense. Spurgeon, Brodeen, Middleton. I'm expecting Brock Faber to make the jump to the NHL this yep, year. He's projected. Really uh, Kalen Addison. Yep, Kalen Addison. They got Alex Goligoski and John Merrill for some veteran depth. And if Gustafson doesn't can't recreate his stuff, well, we'll see if Flurry has anything left in the tank. Yeah, he, I, he might not. I I really like their forward core. Um, and if De- Rossi develops, then they're going to be they'll be scary, especially once they get over this cap hill cap hill, which they're almost out of. I'm pretty sure. Um. Their defense is still good, and still, and it's going to get better. You have Addison and Faber, who are hopefully going to be really solid right shot defensemen for them. And then one of the better tandems in Flurry and Gustafson. If Gus, like you said, if Gustafson can't like keep it up, the magic that he had, you still got Flurry, right? And if like if it's it's just gonna they're gonna play off each other. I think I think Gustafson will take the starting job by like December January if he's good, um, yeah. but it's still going to be pretty even split. I would say. Maybe like 50-30. Yeah, I can see that. Uh, another team where the goaltending is the X factor. I would say. Yeah. Yeah, you can say that. You're number two. My turn still? Yeah. I, well, yeah. I had Minnesota three as well. I went in my notes. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right, that's right. I have the Colorado Avalanche. Okay. Uh, the Avalanche are going to be very good. But the window's starting to close. It's not closed. Uh, it's starting to close. Landeskog's career, I'm putting a fork in it. It's over. Um, I know Ooh, Mark Mathot yeah. had the same kind of whatever it is, knee resurfacing procedure. He said he could never skate properly again. Yeah. Landeskog's obviously way better than Mark Mathot ever was. But I don't expect him. Maybe he'll have like, he'll do like a Brandon Sutter where he tries to come back and he just can't. So he Brandon we'll Sutter's career, by the way. What was that? R.A.P. Brandon Sutter's career. Oh yeah, pretty good third line center. Foundational piece, as Jim Benning might say. Yeah. That... <laughs> yeah, I, I I like the moves they made. Uh, I think Ryan Johansson's a perfect fit as number two center. He was always miscast as the number one. I really like Ross Colton. He's excellent depth, cheap too. And I think if I think Jonathan Duran, if you can't figure it out here. Then um, get ready to learn uh, Swiss because that's where you're going. Like this, <laughs> I thought this, you were going to say Chinese. No, 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 no. He's not playing for the Kunlun Redstone. <laughs> uh, but yeah, yeah, so they've made some good moves. I like Miles Wood. I think they gave him a six-year contract though. So that's, yeah, that's yeah, yeah, that's going to age. Yeah, and, really and well. Yeah, really. This well. is arg- arguably the best defense in the league, even <laughs> though they even though they employ Jack Johnson. Yeah, like like 
Kale McCarr, Devon Taves, Bowen Byram, Sam Girard, and Josh Manson. That's a really good one to five. Mm-hmm. Like, I know Devon Taves is a free agent coming up, and um, Chris McFarland is playing a little bit of hardball. But if they can get him signed, like, he shouldn't age too poorly. His game isn't based on skating. It's on positional, defensive and positional awareness with some offense. And if you're playing with Kale McCarr, you don't need to be super – you don't have to be great. Like You should honestly just play Jack Johnson with Kale McCarr. <laughs> <It might work. laughs> yeah, and, and Georgiev was really good last year, and Pavel Frankuz is a top-tier backup. Yeah, and so, he wasn't healthy last year, so if he can be healthy, then... Yeah, um, win around, maybe two. I don't expect them, however, to probably... Well, they might. You never know. They might win another cup, but I'm not expecting it. I have them winning this division, and they are actually my president's, president's trophy pick this year, I will say. Um... I like I was I'm very high on Dallas. Um I am. But I I looked at Colorado's offseason. I really really liked what they did. They got bounced last year because they didn't have any depth scoring or like a second line center, like a true second line center. And they did a very good job at addressing that for me this offseason. Johansson, second line center, a little worrisome. Like I don't know if he's really a second line center anymore. But you picked up Ross Golden behind him. That's a really good third line center, low end too, if you need it. Um, you're banking on the Druan and McKinnon reunite, reu, reunion. Sorry, um, to for that for Druan to be good, and it could. Like you're playing with, you'd think it'd have to. You're playing with Renton and McKinnon. Like <laughs> you, if you're not good there, then you're not good anywhere. Um, and then Tatar. Thomas Tarp, sneaky pickup. I like that for the right, honestly, that. he's playing third line wing. And then Miles Wood, not a good contract, but like hey. It's fine de- for now. Decent pickup for now. Yeah. Um the the defense is still the exact same minus Eric Johnson. He's in Buffalo. And Jack Johnson is the only worry back there for them because but I mean he's playing with Gerard. I'd pl- honestly I'd consider playing with Kale McCarr just so he not as much <laughs> of a weakness, but it, that would Kel McCarr probably doesn't want that. No. Uh, no. Georgiev was a really good Kemper replacement for them last year, which isn't really hard to do because you're playing behind like one of the best defenses in the league, if not the best. And then they have a proven backup in Francis. And if Frank, Frank, I don't even know how you say his last name, to be honest. Franco. Francois. I think it's Francois. Francois. I don't know. Yeah. Who cares? We'll call him Pavel. <laughs> Pavel. Yeah. He, uh, yeah, if he, if he can stay healthy this year, then that's fine. And yeah, they're my president's trophy pick this year. Yeah, I'm happy. I'm happy for Sakic and Jared Bednar because remember they were in charge the year where Patrick Wall resigned just before training camp. They had to promote Bednar, who didn't have a proper camp, and they had like one of the worst seasons ever. And a lot of people were calling for Bednar's head and even Sakic's because they were a mess. Then they made the Duchesne trade. They got rid of him. He was a bit of a cancer in that organization. And they've had a really good Ottawa. Uh, yeah, it's funny. That trade actually, besides Byram, it didn't really bite Ottawa. If you if you look back. Oh, maybe. Topic for another day. But and it's, and it, another thing that's crazy too is them fault they were the projected they were terrible that year. Project at one and they fall and they fell. Farthest they could have gone on to four. Yeah. And they're just like it's over. Because I think they'll get Kale McCarr, the best player of that draft. No, that was what? Byron. Oh, no, no, sorry. 
you're thinking, sorry, you're thinking of um, the year Colorado was really bad. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. 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 Because they had Ottawa's pick, and that's how they got Byram, and Ottawa fell to four, and that's how they got Byram. That was the next year. Yeah. 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 That was a huge draft. But yeah. Twenty. No, that was two years later because um, Makar was twenty seventeen. Right. Ottawa had the option of giving their pick, and they took Kachuk, which was yeah. the right choice. Yeah. For now. Yeah. But yeah, uh, Colorado, really good team. Uh, they probably got two or three good years left, and then they they're gonna have to have a conversation on what they want to be. Really? Yeah. Um, well, um, doesn't mean rebuild. No, but... I know, but like, you'll still have McKinnon. McCarr is gonna be in his prime. Yeah. McKinnon's probably getting around. the end of the prime. Ranton's still youngish. Well, we'll see if they can afford Ranton. They will. Eventually, they're gonna hit the cap. And, of course, the cap's going up, too. Let's not forget that. Mm-hmm. All right. Numero uno in the Division Centrale. Yeah, this is number two for me. We'll both break yeah, down. Yeah, uh, Dallas Stars. Mm-hmm. I think they are great. I really like Jim Nell as a GM. He's not afraid to make big moves, and he's an excellent draft drafter. Mm-hmm. That 2017 draft class for Dallas, most draft classes, if you're mediocre, which is what the Stars were for a while, you hope to get one superstar player in the I draft. They got three. They got Jason Robertson, in Mira Heiskanen, and uh, Jake Andre. That wasn't any order. Heiskanen, they took third overall. He's been great. Maybe you take Makar over him, but when you have someone like Heiskanen, you don't worry about the, the Okay, you Obviously, you got it wrong choosing Heiskanen over Makar. That's, that's yeah, not... but that was a consensus. But, yeah, but at the same time, you still got an elite, like probably top five defenseman in Heiskanen. Yeah, and who, who fucking cares when you're yeah. that when and when you do what you do with your next two picks? Andre, I want to say was twenty fourth overall. Right, Andre was a first rounder. He's excellent, and he's he's been awesome. Mm-hmm. And, and then Robertson, they got in the second round, thirty ninth, I want to say. So excellent draft class. Rupe Hints is great. Jamie Ben had a bounce back season last year. Joe Pavelski's ageless. And Tyler Sagan's at this point in his career, he's overpaid. We all know that, but he's a very solid second line center with Third. Wyatt Johnson. Third, he's probably going to start a set. Wyatt, pro- okay, but Wyatt probably but, can take it over. Yeah, he'll he'll get passed by Johnson. Maybe Sagan will move to the wing. Mason Marchment's good. Evgeny Dadunov's got a little bit left in the tank, and I like that they brought in Sam Steele and Craig Smith for depth. Mm-hmm. And outside of Ryan Suter, I like their defense. Uh, I. I, I they with Ryan Suter, they're smarter with his deployments this year. I really hope they they look at him and realize, you know what? You're 36. Enjoy the third pairing. I hope they do that. Um, yeah, I really like this team. Um, I've seen a lot of people pick them to win this division. And I just and I understand so, but I think people are just kind of sleeping on Colorado's offseason. Like if Colorado's offseason hits, they are going to be right back up there for cup odds. So they still have a really good forward core, like maybe one of the best in the league. Um, Robertson hints Pavelski is maybe one of the best lines in hockey. Duchesne, really solid pickup, can play either second line or third line wing slash center. Um, their defense does worry me, though. Miro is really good, but the rest of it has some question marks. It was not very good last year. So... They don't really have anyone coming up that I know of in the pipeline. Stankoven. Stankoven. Defenseman related. Oh, sorry, sorry. Unless 
we're assuming um Harley Thomas. Yeah, he'll Harley Thomas will play games. They took that guy Lion Weiskel, 18th overall, two years ago. Hmm. Like he is basically if you were like clone a defenseman from the early 2000s, can't skate, defensive oriented, um, hits people. Like he's a throwback by skill. And a lot of old school types love him. The analytics people hate him. So we'll what, see. What, uh, who, wait, who would you compare him to then? You just were going to finish it, I thought. Oh, yeah, yeah. I was just saying if you were to like bring like an archetype of early 2000s, big, dumb, can't skate, hits people, Gurr, like a man, Dion Phaneuf almost? Nah, Dion could skate. Yeah. Dion Phaneuf, people, I, I kind of feel bad for Phaneuf because people remember him in Toronto as a shitty contract on a shitty team. But he was really good in Calgary, and he had his yeah. moments in Ottawa. My brother is a Flames fan, and he loves Dion Phaneuf. Yeah. Like, like what's a good um, what's a good comparison? Like, imagine if Chris Pronger couldn't skate. Mm-hmm. Like, that's what Lion Bicycle is supposed to be. Yeah. Andre's going to have to stand on his head to keep this team afloat at times. Uh, but it's yeah. Ottinger, so we probably will. And if he does, he might head towards a Vesna trophy. And Wedgwood's okay as a backup. Yep, exactly. Um, and I, I do like this team a lot, just not more than Colorado as regular season wise, I guess. Um, but it'll be a really close race, and I think these are going to be my two teams competing for the President's Trophy in the end. Yeah, I can and see that. That wraps it up. So, are you coming back for the Metro episode? Sure. Okay, because we'll probably do it next Monday again when we have the day off. Yeah. I don't know. Well, I'm in Whistler Monday. I'll mm-hmm. talk to you about this later. But Okay, we'll yeah. I'm, I also yeah. might be going back to the island now that I think about it, too. But okay. we can figure out a day. Um, a day come, for me. Come pre- prepared with your Stanley Cup pick if you are coming back for that one. That will okay. be the episode. We reveal that. All righty. Uh, Metro is next. What time is it? 4.22, I got to go walk, get me some dinner in me and then watch Seahawks play. All right. Get ready to get cooked by Danny Dimes. Danny Dimes is not cooking shit. Although, so I'm in need of a miracle before I go. So in my fantasy football, so my one fantasy football team cooked. And I still have the Seahawks defense and I still have Kenneth Walker to play. And I'm already the top scorer. So I'm I'm going to, I'm set. In, um, in this league, my main league, however, my brother was cooking this week and I'm playing him. Oh, no. And I am in need of like a 35 point comeback. And I only have Darren Waller playing. Is Darren Waller in store for a huge game? No. Yeah, probably not. I have a 1% chance to win right now. Probably less. Am Darren Waller taking my Kelsey plum from me? Have but you yeah, ever seen uh, have you ever seen the TikToks where it's like tonight Gotham relies on one man to save us? And it's just like fantasy football, it's just one guy playing or whatever. It's just like them screenshotting no. their page. Oh, they're funny. <laughs> they're funny. Uh, but yeah, that's what I, I Gotham is relying on one man, and that one man is Darren Waller right now. <laughs> Although, okay. but but it, at the same time, it sucks because it's it's Seahawks who are my favorite team. So uh, maybe a shootout and we win, but it's gonna be a lot of Saquon Barkley. Saquon's out tonight. Ankle. Oh, is he? Yep, he's not playing. Oh, damn. Okay, well, never mind. <laughs> Darren Waller might cook then because Saquon. Maybe still, they don't hey, have maybe anyone it'll else. Be, Maybe it'll be a hundred yards rushing from Daniel Jones. You never know. Uh, no. All right. Yeah. All right. That that's gonna wrap it up. If you got this far. 
thanks for listening. I was going to say watching, but we aren't putting this on YouTube or anything. So, uh, peace out. Just imagine what our beautiful faces look like. <laughs> All right. Later. Peace. See you later.